0: There are so many interesting points, pertinent points, in this story of Easter evening and then the week after Easter. When we've been holed up in our homes, when we've been feeling fearful and isolated because of this virus, it's so, so noteworthy to me to realize that Jesus came and found the disciples right where they were, Jesus even walked through locked doors. In our time of empty churches and isolation in our homes, it's particularly helpful to me to know that Jesus seeks us out. Jesus finds us, even amidst our fear, maybe especially amidst our fear, even separated and apart from one another. Jesus comes and finds us. We should take great comfort in this scene jesus knows where we are jesus knows what we're dealing with knows our fears knows our worries that's the good news of the gospel and then jesus enters and jesus speaks with love and concern he says peace be with you peace be with you peace be with you we need these words spoken to our hearts i need these words spoken to to my heart peace be with you peace be with you church people can you hear jesus speaking that to you today then he shows his wounds and his side and he breathes on them receive the holy spirit take it in receive the holy spirit he says now recall, in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, the breath of God was breathed into the first human beings. It's what gave them life. This breath is so much the subject of our lives these days because COVID-19 is stealing breath from people. Jesus breathes on them and says, Receive the Holy Spirit. Breathe it in. The gift of life from God, the Word made flesh. Remember also that earlier in this same gospel, Jesus promised that the people would receive the Holy Spirit. He would give them the Spirit to help them remember all the things that He had taught them, that He had shown them, that He had done with them. The Spirit, He said, will be a peace that passes all understanding, and it's a peace unlike any peace that the world can give. It's a peace from God. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then something really important. He follows the breath, the giving of the Spirit with words about forgiveness. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If we ever think That forgiveness is just an aside in the Christian life. We need to think again. He breathes on them. Receive the Holy Spirit. And he doesn't say, head off, go your way, do your thing. He doesn't even say, just go and love. He says, receive the Holy Spirit and forgive. Forgive. If you forgive, their sins are forgiven. Forgiveness is so difficult. Forgiveness is often the last thing that we're able to do. Yet Jesus, on Easter evening, comes into the locked room and puts forgiveness right at the center of life. The Easter life, the, the life in the new age of, of God's full light and rain. Forgiveness is right at the center of life for Easter people. Desmond Tutu puts it so well, there is no future without forgiveness but it's difficult this forgiveness it's difficult who might need your forgiveness in these days forgiveness as we know uh, not only helps our relationships forgiveness frees us from the crippling bonds that can hold us captive forgiveness frees our heart frees our lives we work at it, being forgiving people, and we're called to keep working at it as Easter people. And then the story continues with Thomas. He's often called Doubting Thomas, but I know how much I identify with Thomas. Who doesn't doubt? I've spent my life doubting. Who does not want to see things so that they can be verified? There. Insights can be verified. Thomas was not there when Jesus first appeared to the other disciples on Easter evening. Who can fault him for not wanting to see what the others saw so that they could believe? But notice what happens. Notice how Jesus comes right over to Thomas a week later, enters the room, stands among them, and says... Write to Thomas, peace. Once again, peace. And Jesus speaks to Thomas, put your fingers here. Do not doubt, but believe. And then Thomas offers perhaps the greatest word spoken by any disciple in all of the Gospels. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God, Thomas says. How can we call him Doubting Thomas. How about bold and faithful and committed and devoted Thomas? Think about this. The gospel begins by saying, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. And the whole gospel is about Jesus. The Word made flesh, and all who believe have life in abundance, and all who encounter Jesus and seek to follow him, find life in abundance. And all who hear his voice and are drawn, lured into his fellowship and communion and find peace and wholeness, that's what he gives. And all who journey with him through the dark valleys and even the bright ravines find peace and purpose for their lives. And what does Thomas confirm? My Lord and my God. That's what he says. This is the affirmation, really, that the whole gospel wants from all of us. My Lord and my God. This is the affirmation for everyone who encounters Jesus, the Word made flesh. When we see Jesus, we see God. We see what God calls us to be about. We seek to be people of faith and deeper devotion, and loyal service. When we encounter Jesus, like Thomas here, our lives become focused and faithful. My Lord, my God, says Thomas. This is how we're all called to live. In our gut, in our heart, in our head, we see Jesus, God, in the flesh and we align our lives with the purposes and the peace of God. Jesus shows us what to care about, people, and relationships, healing, wholeness. Jesus gives us hope. Because he lives, we also shall live. So let's tend to what matters most. Let's work at building community. Let's work at forgiving and serving. Let's keep working for peace and justice in our city, and as far as we can go, let's keep striving for reconciliation and moving the world closer to the promised full reign of God. My Lord, my God, this is what Thomas affirms. This is also what we seek to say, my Lord and my God, so that our lives have a focus and a framework Easter people living in the ways of discipleship, especially in a season of pandemic and crisis. We worship and we serve God. That's who we are. That's what we do. We trust our lives to God's care. We strive to trust it more, and we get busy for the kingdom of God, gut and heart and head. We know who we are, Easter people, and we seek to know it more and better. So that we can live a certain way, not for ourselves, but for God and others. Not lost in despair, which is so easy, but lost in devotion to God and God's ways in the world. Not selfish, but sacrificing and serving with humility and kindness and commitment to God's ways. How about it? That's our calling. And then there's this next message from Jesus to Thomas and to all of us. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And then the next line, also so instructive. Now Jesus did many other signs, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. Everything there is trying to focus us for Easter life as disciples, loving, serving, trusting God in the world. Some of you have become familiar, along with me, uh, with the name William Barber. William Barber is an African-American Preacher in Goldsboro, North Carolina, but Barber has become quite renowned for his speaking and preaching, his leadership of Moral Mondays in North Carolina, and his leadership of the new and more national poor people's new poor peoples campaign. Barber has become a strong prophetic witness. He calls himself a soldier in the army of the Lord saying regularly that God is not finished with us yet. God is still working on us, never finished with us. He says he doesn't care what kind of executive order the president might sign. He doesn't care how many bills get passed by our Congress. He says uh, God's not finished with us and God's still working on us. And that's our standard. America is not in charge. Somebody, he says, better tell America, your arms are too short to box with God. That's what Barber says. America cannot run the world. God's in charge. God has the final say. God cares about life. God cares about wholeness. God cares about justice. God cares about joy and mercy and peace. And it's for all people everywhere. You know what? That's what Thomas means when he says, my Lord and my God. He means the same thing. It's the intended confirmation of the gospel of John. We realize and we align our lives with God, the Word made flesh, and say, my Lord and my God. That's who reigns for us, and for the world. So this is indeed political. And is it indeed for the whole world? It's about justice, and it's about peace, and it's about wholeness, and it's about hope for everybody. The Word made flesh. We see it. It's also personal. Jesus is raised from the dead, and Jesus comes and finds the disciples in their lockdown, isolated places full of fear. He finds them. God's not finished. That means cancer is not the last word. That means sickness, even virus. This virus is not the last word. Depression doesn't have the last word. Loneliness, isolation, hopelessness, they don't have the last word. Heart attack, despair, lupus, none of this has the last word. Weeping may endure for the night, says the psalmist, but joy comes in the morning. My Lord and my God. This is what Thomas affirms. This is what we affirm. He lives. And God is working through all things, always, to bring about God's purposes. He lives. And because he lives... Hate and selfishness can be set back. And because He lives, oppression can be overcome. Creation can be cared about. Because He lives, COVID-19 does not have the last word. Because He lives, we can trust our lives to God's care. Because He lives, bodies will be healed and life can come out of death, my Lord and my God, this gives us our orientation, our pervasive perspective, and our focus and purpose. Even from our huddled, secluded from one another lives, even in this uncertain time, we can strive to join our voices with Thomas, my Lord and my God. We can remember that Christ finds us in our fearful, locked places. And Christ says, peace. Receive the Holy Spirit. Breathe. Love. Forgive. God will find us. God is with us. God will never let us go. We're God's people. We always have news to share and love to bear. And my goodness, we have a world desperate to experience it, receive it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Peace, my Lord and my God. May we live with faith, hope, and love, seeking always to worship and serve as Easter people. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, we believe, help our unbelief, give us your spirit, show us how to serve you. We're your devoted people saying, my Lord and my God, bring your light, your help, your healing everywhere. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.